You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Nice! In this week's episode, Spotify cleans house, WA cops are top of the pops, NPR takes one back from Gimlet, and we wrap wrapped. G'day, Stocks. How are you doing, mate? I am well. I am fantastic. 30 degrees in Sydney today. Beautiful day. Very similar in Scotland, just on the other side of zero. Excellent. Is that natural light <laughs> I see coming through your window? Well, we're not quite in the, the long summers yet, so I think it's a little while off before we have uh, any daylight past 4.30 in the afternoon. Solstice soon. Solstice soon, exactly right. We're on the downward trajectory after that. Look, this is a shocking segue, but speaking of downward trajectory, unfortunately, we've got some breaking news here, which is about some massive uh, Spotify layoffs. Massive is the word, 17% of their workforce. That is 1,500 skulls. Uh, Yeah, that's what's been announced overnight. We got tipped off a little bit early through some sources we have. This number's been announced, but the people haven't been told yet, and that's going to be a process, I guess, over the next 24, 48 hours. So there's a lot of people who are big fans of Big Green Lime logo and they are sitting there basically wondering if they're going to get their five months redundancy or whether or not they uh, have a job tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a rough way of doing things, you know, to make these announcements and and let everyone know and then just be sitting there waiting for potentially the axe to fall. It seems to have had the desired effect, though, from like the business point of view. So it's led to a 7% increase in the share price after the announcement. The sugar hit they wanted. Yeah, exactly. And look, just to put this in context as well, this is the third major round of layoffs that they've done this year. So a lot of people have already lost jobs. It's it's super sad, um, obviously, this is going on. But, you know, they went in hard in the audio space and and this and a few other market forces have have led them to have to make these kind of decisions. Yeah, it's it's pretty horrible. Spotify has always been focused on growth over the bottom line. That seems to have changed this calendar year, clearly. Daniel X come out with a interesting quote. Uh, Today, we still have too many people dedicated to supporting work and even doing work around the work rather than contributing to opportunities with real impact. As we've grown, we've moved too far away from the core principles of resourcefulness. So it's mm. not even saying like the we moved away from the core principles of the business and saying, hey, look, we maybe we shouldn't have done audiobooks or maybe we shouldn't have gone this direction. Let's pull it back to what the core thing was, which is streaming music and doing this and doing that. But he's saying that culturally they seem to have mm. bloated, which is a bit of an indictment on himself. Yeah, well, as the leader of the company and the, the culture setter, um, I think certainly you're right there. I recently listened to Walter Isaacson's book on Elon Musk, and this has very Muskian tones to it in terms of his whole success with businesses like SpaceX and Tesla is to just eliminate anything that is not necessary. Mm-hmm. It's also been his value with Twitter, or part of his mm-hmm. value with Twitter. But it's, it's very Muskian in the, in the way it's come across of, uh, yeah, look, we've just got people who are just work around work rather than contributing to opportunities. That's, that's pretty <laughs> Yeah, dark stuff. It's an interesting parallel for sure. I mean, having that, um, you know, Musk is an example of of two space and and the production line for cars. Like 
areas where it is a literal production line. You can get things out. You can refine every step along the way. And is that exactly what you know creating content is in in the world of audio? Um, is it something where you can just really knock out various little steps along the way, seventeen percent of the steps, I suppose? Um, or is it something where you know culture, the, everything relies on an, somewhere in between and a bit more kind of humanity? Yeah, it's hard to say. Look, is it time for founder of business to step out and let actually someone run it into the next phase? Daniel Ek has done an unimpeachable job in building this company into an mm-hmm. absolute cultural and business juggernaut. Like the twenty teens will always be remembered as the Spotify era. I mean, that's when he revolutionized what was happening with the music industry. Absolutely. Uh, culturally, it changed everything where you're just able to stream everything from your phone. Uh, Spotify wrapped, which we'll get into. Uh, he's really, they've changed the culture, but is it time now for him to let go of the wheel and give it to someone else? You know, not not too different from so what's happened with Microsoft now. And Bill Gates stepped out and now they had to go through a couple changes of CEO, but you end up with Satya Nadella now and Microsoft is it's back and it's an incredible position within the world. I just wonder if that's where we're at with Daniel Ek. Mate, I even downloaded Bing the other day, so that really talks to the success that they've had there and, and the product releases that they're doing. Butter Bing. <laughs> yeah, well, look, if there is a silver lining to be uh, gathered from this uh, Spotify news, it's a, it seems like the people who are being laid off are going to be well looked after. There's a five-month severance package as well as a whole bunch of other little benefits that are coming their way as well. So, yeah, that's at least something. It's not just a kick out the door and a see you later. But deep in your heart, you'll know that you were working around work rather than contributing to opportunities with real impact. Yeah, and the, for the people who remain, I think your workload's about to get a lot heavier. Speaking of people who traditionally have very light workloads, the police. Cops are tops. Yeah, cops are top of the charts. This is so interesting. The WA cops have launched a podcast to catch cold case killers. This is This blew my mind when I saw this. It, yeah. This is the mo- most popular genre, really, in podcasting, true crime. But it's actually the cops using it to create good content. Obviously, that is not the primary purpose, but you're creating good content. So that means it's going to reach. It's going to have engagement. It's going to get out to the world. It's actually going to create a lot of awareness. At the same time, you're actually dealing with real cold cases. You have the facts. And you put this out as a podcast and in a bid to jog memories and entice people to come forward with information. Yeah. I mean, you look at things like what happened with Serial as the classic case of this, the activated community. And as the podcast continued, people were calling in with tips and the case was evolving in real time. Law enforcement using this. Mm. I can't believe this hasn't happened sooner. This is brilliant. Yeah, uh, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it's it's bizarre in its kind of meta-ness, I suppose. But... You know, I've, I was listening to something the other day and they were, it was over here and they were talking about someone who's come forward with some information on a case, a murder case that happened, I think it was like, you know, around 30 or 40 years ago, right? And so this guy was a young guy at the time. He would have been sort of eight to 10 years old and he happened to see something. He was on holiday. He went back to wherever he'd come from. Only years and years later, he saw a news story about this thing and, and it jogged his memory that he was actually around that. And, it, and yes, the thing that he saw was real and da-da-da. So he got back in contact and this is like brought this whole case, you know, alive again. So all of these kind of cold cases, they existed in a world where this sort of reach didn't exist and certainly not this interest in, in true crime. So it's an amazing opportunity for them to do some fantastic work and solve some crimes that exist in the past. 
and, dare I say, entertain some people in, in doing so. Completely. Look, these stories already got out there in terms of a podcast company making this, a journalist investigating, etc. This shortens its production cycle because these are actual cases that the police have already investigated. The information's all there. The podcast is called Never Too Late, which is a, a very elegant name. And the podcast features interviews with detectives, forensic experts and family members of the victims, as well as audio recordings of the crime scenes and suspects. The first episode is focusing on the murder of a 17-year-old, Rebecca Delalande, who disappeared in 2001 and whose body has never been found. Sign me up. I couldn't be more interested in how this is going to go. I think they've got you know six separate cases that they're going to look, be looking into, but I think that certainly this will have a lot of people interested. It's, a, it's an entirely new way into the true crime genre. Yep, and this podcast has inspired similar initiatives in other states and countries. So the New South Wales Police is working on the podcast State Crime Command. Not as good a name. I really think this Never Too Late is nailing it. Like, they are really positioning this as a true crime cold case podcast. Yep, I agree. That's done by, that's done by the police. Not This is a cop podcast and we're just going to use this as a broadcast mechanism. They've gone completely into the true crime genre and this is going to work best for them. Yeah, totally. I think the, the other really interesting idea around this too is that so often, you know, in the media, you just hear about the cops like bashing people or this sort of thing. I mean, you know, maybe this is more of an Australia thing. It's not necessarily internationally where the, the remit seemed to be a bit more to preserve the peace rather than just kind of go in and, you you know, your armed forces battering rams and all that sort of stuff. But this is a way to kind of win hearts and minds of the public as well and, and show that they are actually working on these things. A lot of people assume that they just give up and that's that. Um, but they're continuing to work on these kind of cases and this is the, the most effective method that they know how to bring these ones back into the spotlight. Yes, and I love how you're romanticising the Australian police through the white white upper-class male gaze. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> Sydney, there's battering rams. Hey, I'll just go watch the 1-4 documentary. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm getting most of my information at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so stocks... You and I have talked about NPR from time to time on this podcast, another organisation that's had their struggles with layoffs, etc. But it seems like they're trying to make a couple of moves to, to get back on the right footing. Yeah, NPR's had a bit of a tough run, but they've announced Colin Campbell, who's former executive at Gimlet Media and Spotify, and he will be the new chief content officer for podcasts. So they're actually probably getting someone in with a little bit more of a commercial brain from outside of the uh, public radio umbrella. Mm-hmm. And, and look, Campbell's going to oversee the strategy, production, distribution, and he'll work with NPR's news programming and music divisions to create and grow new podcasts. So there's probably a lot more meat on the bone. If you look at NPR and say, look at ABC as an example, it, there might be a sort of Triple J type of option for them there as well. Yeah, to bring it into the youth a bit more. He's also had history in in the public radio space as well, so he's not a complete someone who's going to come in and really shake things up hard and, and ruffle feathers. I think it's uh, it's a welcome return. He probably understands the challenges, should we say, of working with uh, public servants and a public service. Uh, look, NPR was a pioneer of podcasting and has benefited from first mover status, but their space has been completely flooded and a company like a gimlet is definitely one of the ones that really stole a lot of their thunder and really moved in on their patch so look there's tremendous opportunity with npr but also it's a large organization so it's not a uh, move fast and break things type of culture there no well let's see how colin goes we'll keep an eye on this one 
Alrighty, stocks. Well, since last we talked, there was a uh, the obligatory five minutes after we pressed publish, the wrapped results came out. So we're a little bit late to the piece on this one, but we thought we'd wrap this week's episode with wrapped. Wrap with wrapped. Love it. Yeah, I mean, Apple's got into this now as well, and they've come out at the same time, basically, and published their best of. They're not mm-hmm. going in the same way. Uh, making the virality, we had um, one of the best of podcasts, Chat Ten Looks Three, and they sent us two. How you say uh, two tiles to share? Uh, one was in square format, and one was more in the sort of reels format, and yeah. they were pretty much static images, but as a video because the background sort of sparkled. Um, yeah. So we're not dealing with the highest quality in terms of shareability and Spotify definitely has more of a idea around what they're doing in terms of the assets they'll give you to share and the UX on the wrapped uh, experience and what they give you in terms of shareability is really good. Absolutely. You can change the colors. They give you four different sets of data. They give you different colors. You can muck around with it all. Yeah, and they've opted again this year. I mean, they had a couple of new surprises like I having a child and I know you know the meme is people don't want to hear about your Spotify rap stuff, but we've been playing a lot of Bluey. We got a little shout out from the, the Bluey creator on the thing, which was a nice little welcome surprise uh, primarily for me. Did you send them a message or yeah absolutely i've got to show my support for sure and i think the fact that it just opens in the player as well you know is huge and can't be (laughs) understated because apple does not youtube is moving into this as well they now have their own sort of wrapped thing which is purely around um music it's in the in their music service not so much their their primary player but yeah it does look like this is kind of a must-have for everyone i mean the data's there if you can present it in a really creative way then you know people clearly get off on it it's also a really nice opportunity when they're both releasing their top 10 podcasts for the year uh still don't have data i followed up pretty at spotify what the mm-hmm. metrics are actually for what top podcasts and how they're actually doing that she didn't know she's inquired we haven't heard anything back i dare say we never will not because of pretty just because i don't think they that's anything that they unlock but looking at apple's top 10 versus spotify's top 10 is a very interesting snapshot of just who's consuming what where we always talk about these two big players and the idea is always that Spotify's a younger audience and mm-hmm. it's also you you've got to be across a music subscription service of spotify whereas apple it's a slightly different demographic because it's on the device that you've got so it's yep. very high probability that you just have an Apple device and you're, you're listening to podcasts through the native app, but it also means you're buying an Apple phone and you're not using an Android phone. So if we could just maybe run through some of the top 10 and just have a look at, the, I guess, the difference here. Yeah. So having a look, let's start with Spotify. I mean, it's, it's all the classics. also shows you the success of the podcast that they've decided to acquire and really engage in podcasting. So their top are their own podcasts. It's Joe Rogan Experience. Call Her Daddy, uh, those are the top two podcasts. And he's looked down, then it's Hoobman Lab, a- Anything Goes Emma Chamberlain, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. So you're going top five podcasts are very personality-driven. Yeah. Then it moves yeah. into Crime Junkie, then your boy Theo Vaughn and mm-hmm. Serial Killers, Diary of a CEO of Stephen Bartlett, and then TED Talk. So very heavy to all personality or it's true crime-driven, um, which is their top ten. Yeah. On, on the flip side, Apple, you look at Crime Junkie is number one. So Crime Junkie, a hell of a podcast because that makes it into both top tens. The Daily yeah. from New York Times, Dateline NBC. So they're top three. I mean, they're all information-based podcasts. You've got your True Crime, then you've got two news podcasts. And Smartless, This American Life, Morbid, which I'm not across, but 
guessing that's true crimey. Sounds like it. Yeah, Up First, which is news based, Hoobman Lab, Hidden Brain, and stuff you should know. So much more in mm. that information space. Uh, with Hoobman Lab being the only sort of personality-driven one, but his personality is knowledge. So yep. Apple Apple listeners definitely going for the knowledge or the crime. Yeah, and I guess we'll wait till next year to see if their experience gets a lot more kind of immersive, engrossing um, over at Apple than to match Spotify's, or if they do something a bit more unique and they're still just deciding what they want to do with it. I mean, you know, as we've said a couple of times before, podcasting is not a major part of their business; it is a major part of Spotify's business. So it's no no surprise that they've really gone hard on this they were the ones who came up with this idea you know they've been doing it for years they've been doing rap for ages it's it's great like everyone looks forward to it it's it's one of those things but is there a bit of a backlash now in the in social media do you get paid out a bit if you share your 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 rap with your friends these days maybe but it's still fun yeah absolutely and look the other thing with spotify is it shows that i mean there's a bias towards their own content they do yeah uh through the levers they have to pull within app they're very much pushing their own content but i think rogan would be number one if he was sitting off platform he'd be number one on spotify or apple if he was allowed to be on apple uh, and it just shows also that the money that spotify has invested in podcasts although there's been a lot of misses and they've had to make a lot of cuts recently overall they've taken some big podcasts and done some very good things with it and they've changed the landscape yeah all right well that's us for this week speaking of doing some very good things with it mandy thank you very much for producing this as always and congratulations on getting married yes mandy got married on the weekend uh her first job coming back will be to edit this shit show so thank you mandy (laughs) and uh thank you the honeymoon is officially over (laughs) awesome all right great to see your face you too mate Bye.